All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. It is me, the old man of the group, the vet, Dwight at 5172214. Joined again as I am every week, sometimes multiple times a week, uh, with the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, young SJ, PhD. SJ, what that weather looking like in New York? Um, it's kind of like cloudy. It's been raining the last couple of days and like cloudy, but it's just, it's like cloudy, but like not too cloudy, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. Is it, is it cold, windy, anything like that? Uh, not windy. It's like a little chilly because, you know, still January, but it's not like cold. I wouldn't say it's like cold freezing. It's, it's like in the 40s. So, so I think I told you this before, but like the last time I went to New York, it was in February and it was cold as shit. Is is like January, February usually colder than January? Yes, February, March are the, especially early March. So like that February is. Yeah, I, I was there. The I just saw a tweet. I saw a tweet um about that. It was like someone. I think someone was like, "Oh, um, like is winter over? It's not even that cold. Like that's like I said today. It's not that cold." Yeah. And the tweet was like, oh, you guys forget that February is the one like you're supposed to be scared of. And yeah, now nah, February is crazy. Yeah, when I was in school, our spring break was the last week of February. That's a trash-ass spring break, by the way. But anyway, I went I went to New York for spring break, and it, I'm, it was colder than Michigan. Dead ass. Like, bitter cold. But that's, I, I didn't realize that. I didn't know if that it was just something when I was there or what. Um, Strangely enough, in Texas, it's like 60 degrees and sunny. I was low-key about to go wash my car until I remembered I had to go uh, record this. So, we good. We good. Um, we did the weather report. I think that's not like our bit segment. Um, so, let's get into it. The Mavs. We ain't going to talk about nothing general. This this. We're not going to talk about the general NBA this pod. I think we touched on a little bit of that midweek. So we just going to get into it. The Mavs, we are uh, a couple topics that have been hot topics on the timeline. And I just think the Mavs fandom in general that have sparked debate and conversation. And I think we're going to argue on this joint, right? So first thing we're going to talk about, uh, they packed up Kimba Walker, rest in peace, Kimba Walker. Um, we always will have the Cleveland game, but I think quiet is kept. Is what you know, y'all know I like Kemba. Thing I noticed, man, I still think Kemba can get some buckets, but he can't guard me. Like legitimately can't guard me. And we know Jason Kidd just don't care about that. He was giving McKinley Wright minutes over Kemba because McKinley Wright can guard. And also, I think if they gonna risk it with somebody who needs some buckets, I think they might play Jaden Hardy. Now, I went on a rant last week, two weeks ago, to where I don't think he's ready to play, and that's okay. But I don't know, man. He looked ready to play the other night. I know it was garbage time. It was garbage time. He's looting in a riot. But then was it was the it was the 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 Celtic starters out there. When I say he wasn't ready to play, he never looked like that against starters. So he played like that against starters. Like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. If you're going to look like that, if you're going to show that, even though it was garbage time, hey, man, the, that those performances are what get rookies playing time. So he gave me one. 
Hey, man, I said he wasn't ready to play, but he looked it. What do you think? So, okay. with I mean, with Hardy, I mean, I had agreed with you. You said he wasn't ready to play. I didn't think he was, you know, ready to play. And it's not the end of the world. I feel like people think, um, like, some grave injustice right. is being made if your rookie doesn't, you know, play right away. And especially, like, a, for a second round. And I know people, I know you know, the context surrounding that with him, but, you know, he was lottery talent, was a lottery, you know, touted to be a lottery pick up until, you know, his stint in the G League, his original stint, and he, his draft stock fell, but the reality is he was still drafted 37th. It's not like he fell to the second round, and it was like a, he fell to 32, <laughs> you know, and that's like, fall. like we say, oh, Brunson fell to the second round. Brunson was 33. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know, like, you know, second round picks, this, that's not a knock on anybody to be a second round pick. They were still, you know, picked by an NBA team. Um, but the early second rounders, those are might as well, you know, especially the 31, 32, 33s, those are like first rounders by extension, I feel like. I feel like that's set. I feel like the second round doesn't start to like pick 34. And that's just my thing. That's not a, obviously that's not written in this, in stone. That's just my no, thing. But I always feel like I, I agree with you. Once you once once you get past like thirty four, thirty five, five, yeah, thirty. Those are flyers. Like true yeah, exactly. Flyers. The league really didn't give a damn about you at that point. This, this is my. I agree with you on that point. That it's like yeah, you're shooting in the dark. But like yeah. the, you usually have like a top thirty something, like a guy yeah. that you're gonna say, oh, he deserved to be a first round, but just not enough spots, you know, type thing. That's why I'm like, okay, Brunson for him to be picked 33. You know what I mean? Like that's that was still high up, but Hardy's seven, like six teams, or was it seven? I can't do the math there. I think it's I'm a, I'm a little bit high too, so that's just it's just a lot going on. But I think it's like six teams passed on him in the second round. Um, so he, you know, if he doesn't play right away, I don't think that should be, you know, some big indictment on the Mavericks. However, given our situation. I understand why you'd want to just see him in those minutes. It's not like, um, but I mean, early in the season, I thought it was a bit ridiculous because of all the people he was playing behind. Right. And you're not benching those people for Hardy. Like, no NBA organization is doing that. Like, I don't get, you know what I mean? Like, people were having, um, you know, fits, but no coach in the league was benching Tim to play Jaden Hardy. I do not care what anyone says, bro. No coach was doing that. No coach was doing that. So, um... That is that was like whatever, but now with all the injuries, now it's like okay, the roster is bare, <laughs> it's like bare bones. Um, you know, guards are missing. We're missing everybody. Like we're miss. We literally have out a guard wing big. <laughs> like we have one of each out right now. And then you know we have people. We have people that cannot play uh, Javale. Um, so you know, Theo Pinson. He should be in the even though he's getting first quarter minutes, but he should be in a cannot play. You know, list, but. Regardless, um, I get my whole point is I get the calls for Hardy, and right now I would agree. You know, given that you threw him out there against the Celtics, um, and it wasn't even like again, you know, he was playing against Celtic starters. He went out there in the third quarter. It wasn't like um, it was fourth quarter games like really over, and it's like okay, Hardy, go in and just whatever. It's like okay, we need a different look, mm-hmm. and we put him in. So the fact that that happened and he gave them a different look, you know, he played minutes with Luca before when he went in, he wasn't playing with Luca. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to see him play with Luca a bit, 
you know, he finally made a three. <laughs> awesome. That, that, that's that's been my main thing with him. Like, dude, Theo Pinson was shooting better than him from three in the same minutes. <laughs> so exactly. until that Celtics game. Exactly. So it's if, if if you and I feel like he's the type of player. Like, and it's funny because I, I, I like other social media other than Twitter. I use them, but it's not like I really use them a lot. So like Instagram, I have it, but I don't really like use it much. So I don't follow like Mavs players a lot. Like I, I follow Luca and some of them, but I don't like follow the entire team and all that. But I follow Jaden Hardy <laughs> because every time he gets minutes. His Instagram store, bro, he posts his posts. Like, he be posting, like, slideshows of, like, seven pictures, Instagram stories of people he's posting his videos, he posting his highlights. Like, yeah. he, if it's, like, the little five minutes he plays, he does not care. Like, he, <laughs> especially when he plays well. When he scored that 10 minutes in two minutes, yeah. oh, my God, his story was filled. And, again, um, after the Celtics game, his story was filled, too. So it was just, like, really funny to see all that. Him and uh, you understand why him and Christian Wood is tight. They got they they give off the same energy. Oh, you went on mute. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I just think um, it's really funny to see his stories. That's why I always um, follow his Instagram, and yeah, just basically see everything that he always writes. And um, it's just really funny. Like Gen Z, right? Am I right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's like, that's 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 your generation, right? <laughs> but no, I feel like um, I would like to see him, you know, out there more, regardless of if he's ready or not. Like, you know, if he's messing up, pull him. You know what I mean? If it's that kind of thing. But you know, I feel like you should pencil minutes in for him, even if it's a little two-minute stint at the end of a quarter, you know, type of thing. Um, cause I feel like that one will build his confidence. Um, cause I feel like he's the type of player that he's going to, um, his, he needs his confidence to be, um, up, you know, you know what I mean? It's gonna like affect his performance. I feel like that's the case with any player, but for him mainly, like if he's on a good stretch, like he, I feel like he's the type of player, like when he really gets into like being a rotational piece, he's going to have like hot, like a hot week, like an Anthony Simons type of player. Yeah. Like Anthony Simons will have like hot games. There's like three games in a row. He's like scoring thirty. Like yeah. I feel like he can be that kind of guy. No, no, no one wants to say it, but like Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> exactly how t- exactly how Tim is like on fire for like two and, weeks. And and it's even in the small sample. If he makes that first one, it's a heater. If he break mm-hmm. it, he ain't gonna make none of them. It's the same Tim Hardaway inner Tim Tim and Hardaway Jr. energy. Exactly. So that's why um, at this point, it's like with the injuries we got, it's like, just try, you know, and I feel like they're before they said it, oh, we need to find a minutes, but I never did. Um, before I, I thought they were just talking, but now with them actually releasing Kemba saying, okay, yeah. you know, we feel like we have, we do have the, because the reason why they got Kemba and like Faku is because they didn't feel like they had inter- internal help um, <laughs> with that ball handler spot. But the fact that they can go and they, release Faku and immediately replace that spot. Um, and now that they're comfortable saying, okay, you know, we can, even if it's to save the roster spot for something to upgrade in the future, that's fine. But they're comfortable enough in the moment, at least for Kemba, because they could have eaten, I mean, Mark is broke, but they could have eaten that um, minimum, even if um, they kept Kemba 
past the state. You want to be a, you know, want to be too crazy, especially you, you give the you, guy a cup of change. Like, yeah, you know, you know what? I, mean? I actually, because uh, Kimba can't really play a lot, and I think is still cook. But I won't be mm-hmm. shocked if before the deadline, like to get vet minimum dudes to play in the playoffs, if they don't call him back, if they don't make a trade. Like I won't be shocked at that at all because I don't think Hardy gonna be able to. I'm I'm not. You think Hardy gonna be able to even ten minutes in the playoffs? I don't know. I think they still playoffs. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think they still will go Kimball with one knee after not having not being after not doing anything till like February or March because I think they even said they might bring Kimball back on a ten day if he cool with that. And then Mark ain't got to pay him for the whole season. He only got to pay him for shit a month. I, I actually could see that if they don't use that roster spot in the trade. Yeah, yeah, and it wouldn't be that wouldn't be too bad. Um, yeah. it, it wouldn't be too bad at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll just see what they do. I mean, McKinley, right? At this point, I I feel like it's fair to say they trust McKinley right more than they do Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, that just is what it is. You know, there's that's no ind- indictment on anybody. Like, it's just for what we are trying to do. McKinley Wright, the way how he plays yeah. and the way how he has been playing, it's just a better fit for what we want to do he, right now. He, he can guard other similar-sized guards. He exactly. Can. He exactly. already has a, I guess, a, a guaranteed NBA skill that you can say he does that. Whereas Jaden... If that jumper ain't falling, we kind of like, oh, well, mm-hmm. he just kind of, he just kind of out there. Exactly. And McKinley, um, I read his interview, by the way, you all should read it. Um, Grant. Um, oh, shout and- out to Grant. I had no yeah. idea he was 23. Oh yeah. Right. Same age, age buddies. Um, but right. yes, I'm not going to attempt to, sorry, buddy, but I can't attempt your last name. Don't want to butcher it. So. But Grant, he had a an interview with McKinley Wright, and I read it earlier. Great interview, you all should read it. Um, but basically, McKinley was saying how, you know, Pat Bev was a you know big inspiration for him and a mentor to him because he was on the you know Wolves last year as a two way guy, and Pat Bev was on the Wolves last year, and that's I mean if that's his comp, how many times have we said a Pat Bev? Type player. We, we was lightweight, we thirsty for Pat Bev in the summer. And we lightweight, th- like we didn't want to act like we were like thirsty, but we were kind of there talking about Powell and and then Pat Bev. I mean, now it's a good thing we didn't. I mean, he's been playing better of late, but you know he's got rough. But he he stinks. It's okay. But I I feel like they also haven't put him in a um good position. He's playing small forward. Like, he's, they have him playing small. No, like, he's legit playing small. Like, it's not, a, and I know he's guarded bigger wings. It's not, yeah. you know, in his, you know, career. Like, they put him on Luka. Like, you know, he's done that. But it's different in L.A. Like, he's on, he'll, he'd oscillate, at least, at other places. Like, he'd guard wings, guards. Uh, he's, like, guarding wings primarily yeah. <laughs> on the Lakers. Like, they his matchups are primarily, like, small forwards, power forwards. Like, that's insane. And him, I feel like him doing that much work on defense affected his offense. I truly believe that. Um, but that's, we're not here to talk about Pat, though. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> McKinley Wright. Um, and my, my whole point is, if that's his comp, like, if that's who he's trying to model his game after, 
no complaints from me you know what i mean and that's i would like that type of player on my team you know like he also you know mentioned you know just being more poised and i feel like that's important you know which is why i make the you know comparison between him and hardy like hardy can look like he doesn't know what he's really doing out there <laughs> you know, i mean the, the the game that inspired the rant he truly pissed down his leg threw up all over itself exactly like, it yeah falling bad. down while was, dribbling like, it was so bad <laughs> yeah like stuff like that and like i can just, handle missing shots but come on fam yeah and it's just rookie stuff you know he's, he was yeah. a little overwhelmed you know that's yeah. fine like there's nothing nothing to trash him about nothing you know what i mean like yeah. no one even talked about it. i don't think anyone everyone was kind of like uh hardy but we yeah. all moved on because we understand what the situation is but McKinley, obviously being a second-year player and having a year under his belt, he, you know, understands a bit more. Like, when he's out there, he's more purposeful. That's that's really the word. Like, he go out there, and when he's dribbling the ball, he's thinking, okay, I'm even if it's predictable, you know he's saying to himself or whatever, however he processes, okay, I'm going to go to the paint, and I'm going to try to kick out. I'm going to try to suck whoever in, and I'm going to kick out. Like, he, you know thinks about it and you know obviously try not to think too much but you know he's much more purposeful with what he wants to do out there and that's just a good fit so um i mean all in all i hope those two guys for the time being because i mean when the guys come back there they won't be playing let's just be real <laughs> um so i hope for the time being they keep you know building their confidence um so that you know whenever we do have other guys out because i'm sure when the guys come back people are still gonna miss games like um they're more prepared in that instance, you know, more of a next man up mentality. And that's the thing. I feel like around the league, like, a lot of injuries are start, starting to pile up. Every time we're playing teams, teams are missing, you know, this guy, this guy, this guy. So teams are injured at this point in the season. We're almost halfway, you know. The break's going to come. Some guys are going to heal up. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, some people are going to get injured again. And I feel like that's where the deeper teams obviously have the leg up. You look at New Orleans. Um, still can compete they got like shit ton of guys out and it's their top top guys it's not you know just rotation it's like funny because i don't want to shit on him because i actually really do like him but white dante right dante DiVincenzo yeah. on golden state he was out at the earlier in the season right and when golden state fans were like oh DiVincenzo's out and i'm like okay stop it you talking about your ninth man being out <laughs> you know and as, a, as an excuse um but i mean he's been back in has been good for them but my point is he's been productive yeah he's been productive as of late i should say yeah as of late but my point is saying ninth men being out it's like one thing but when your top top guys are out that's a whole different story so if you're able to still compete with those guys out like shape out for okc whipped boston's ass bro and boston could say oh we didn't take them seriously about but there's still a point in the game where you see that these dudes aren't playing you know like they're not joking around <laughs> you in that moment can have some pride so i always like not just with them when we do it i never buy it when any team talks about we never took because that could be true before the game we never took them seriously but during the game when they're whooping it's it's a it's for four 12 minute quarters it's, that's 48 minutes bro not once in that 48 minutes did you when they're whooping your ass <laughs> did you think maybe i should have my pride if that's the case, that says a lot more about you. So I feel like that excuse yeah. Loki a little counterintuitive. Who got packed up last night? Who last was, night. Was it the Milwaukee got 
the oh, bird. Oh, by the Hornets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giannis, nine points. That's nasty. Yeah, like, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, so to me, when you're getting smacked up like that by, you know, and that's the Bucks, they're just weird. That's whatever. But um, but my point with the Boston OKC thing, with them missing shape, they're still able to play because that's one thing about the Mavs that it's hard. I feel like, and that's another reason why, and I want my – I have so many theories about the Mavs that I want to be tested. <laughs> um, and one of them being, if we do draft, because I want us to draft better. But I feel like, is it is it hard, especially with this with what we have going now? Is it going to be hard for young guys to kind of um, adapt to what we're doing? Because we don't have a clear system. I feel like that's the difference between, like, I mean, one of the differences, that's not the main differences, but I feel like that's one of the differences between us and teams like New Orleans or um, the Grizzlies, where guys can step out, but they it's like well-oiled machines, where they could still, you know, the Suns before before now, now they're just a mess, but like last year's iteration of the Suns, like they could, you know, they could be missing a player or two and still, you know, keep the machine running because they have a system, they have a way, they have a style of play that if you're on the team, you adapt to that style of play. Even Golden State, same shit. Like, if you can't play in Golden State, you got like Kelly Uber. Kelly Uber averaging like 20 a game. <laughs> like, this year, last year, he averaged like 18 a game. Like, he's always that guy, but he couldn't play in the Warriors system. It just wasn't a good fit. But we don't have, like, I mean, we play the Luka ball, but it's not really a, I'm wondering, like, is that is that just the system? And it's like, how... How can young guys claim that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I that's one thing I'm a bit, I guess, jealous of. Not every team has a system, you know, but um, like the really good ones, at least the really good ones in the regular season. They're usually the ones with like a clear system in in a way how they play, so that when these injuries do happen, they can have guys, you know, slot in, you know, come come in and play. Like the Pacers are looking like um a team that's. <laughs> gonna be like that with Rick, to be honest. The way how um, Nemhard came in, <laughs> did what Halliburton did basically. Literally got the identical numbers as Halliburton in the in the same role, type of shit. So um, I mean, I guess. And here's the thing. I was gonna say, I guess that's reserved for teams with no like superstar. But I mean, Zion <laughs> is a not superstar, but he's a big star. Jaw. And you know those are the teams I just mentioned. So I I'm just wondering if um young guys if we put them in a position to succeed as well. I think I gotta be honest. I don't know how to. I don't have an opinion on that. And I usually have an opinion on everything. Because, yeah, yeah, and it's okay to not have an opinion. Yeah. I feel like yeah, it's because it's, it's weird. Because like sometimes young guys can be helped by not playing with structure. But then you got Houston. So it's just like, I don't know, man. No type of fucking structure. Oh, my God. Houston hurts my heart. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. No type of – they're going to – I saw a tweet earlier, and I've been seeing that snap, but they're officially, like, the worst team in the league. So no team has ever been the worst team in the league three times in a row. So are, you ser- are, you ser- are you serious? Are you serious? And if that holds, if they're truly the worst in the league, that, 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 that's, like, that's – like it, it I feel shouldn't like be that bad because them dudes it are... shouldn't be that bad, bro. That's yeah. a failure in everybody, bro. Silas, whoever yeah. puts together, like everybody, the players, like that's a whole failure, like all around, like everybody got to get blamed. Every Jabari, I'm sorry, you just got here, you got to get blamed. <laughs> like everybody involved, yeah. But um, yeah, we need structure. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, um, 
Structure is always good. The no structure. I don't think no structure ever works though. Yeah. I just think it's how much like you know, how much to, to give them, basically. Because you can't, um, you know, obviously have short leashes with them. Like, tell them, okay, if you turn the ball over, like, you're getting yanked. Like, how is someone going to play if <laughs> that's the, you know, mindset? But it, I will say this, though. I think we, because young dudes don't guard. That's usually just how the NBA works. Young dudes, even, because they don't get the reputation for fouling. So even if they are guarding, the ref is going to call every ticky-tack foul they do until they build up a reputation. Um, so I think, I guess, I won't even say a system. I'll say principles. Kid will put up with literally you building a brick house if you guard. We, we literally are seeing it. And I think that's why McKinley Wright is playing, was playing over Jaden. And then also Jaden will even, he, he was kind of messing up a couple times where he did get minutes. But... I also think that's why, like, when Kimba did get his little minutes, Kimba still could is a, still a decent offensive player, but he can't guard. And I think that's going to be interesting for how we handle young dudes. Because young dudes typically can't guard unless that's just what they do. You're like, Herb Jones is not an offensive player. He he just is what his role is, quote-unquote, um, coming into the league, so... I don't know. It's gonna. You're right. I don't have an opinion on one way or another because I just I don't know. It's gonna be interesting how they how they do that moving forward. But I hope Jaden works out, man. Buddy from Detroit. We I just as soon as he got in the game, it was just a different energy. And even if he's putting up bricks, he was not scared. As soon as he got that corner three, it it was up. And I'm just like, man, we the only person we got on the roster that do that is Tim. Even Spencer don't let it fly the way he should, especially with his percentage right now. It's like Tim didn't dive. It's them the only dudes that's letting it go with no hesitation. Do you think that's because, because before Spencer used to be a guy who never met a shot he didn't like. Do you yeah. think thinking about those percentages, they look nice when you turn it? Because lately, he's been turning down some looks that are like suspect, where it's like Spencer would have shot that. Like I, I do. I think. And I'm I like, think, is he I, thinking about the percentages? Because he's looking great. Like, people have been talking about his percentages, you know, three point percentages, and yeah. they're really good. Like, he's top of the league. So, is he thinking about it like, oh, Oh, like if this really doesn't feel good, he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Like, I, I think I think he's been coached not to let it fly, and I also think he uh oh doorbell ringing. I think he's been coached to let it fly, and I also think um uh I, I do think that's something he's being cognizant of. I think that's right, okay, he, okay. I thought because it was because because like, the other part of it is, you know. Spencer do for extension this summer and he's a free agent after next year and if that percentage is still at 40 he's going to get another bag he's not going to probably I don't know if it's going to be 3-4 years but I don't think that man taking no pay cut he might get a little raise from this 20 million for a year or two if that percentage stays at uh, 40 so I, I even if his volume goes down just being able to dribble a little bit and shoot 40% from three on decent volume and on his catch and shoot threes, like that's an extremely valuable player. I don't think he, like I said, I don't think he's going to get a three, four year extension, but he'll get two or three from anybody in the league, anybody that got the money. And I also I agree, uh, including the Mavericks and I would be okay with it. I, I don't know if I want to just with his age and 
both them ACLs is already pop. I don't know if I'd want to go longer than two years, but Spencer's a solid NBA player, man. Shout out to him. I, I do. That is something that I would personally, as a fan, I don't know how he feels about it. I don't know what Jason Kidd is telling him. I'm just guessing. I would like to see the percentage, the efficiency dip. Like, fam, with the dearth of talent on this team right now, like, bro, I need 20 a night, and I don't care if you're not efficient with doing it. I just need production. Like, he should have, especially with these injuries, he, he, in my opinion, should be shooting more than he does. Oh, he is not taking enough shots, like, at all. At all. Like, I'd be, I'd be looking at the box score. Sometimes I'm like, is Spencer playing? And I look at the box score because I'm like, he's not shooting. And it's like eight, sh- like, we're in the fourth quarter. And it's like eight shots. And I'm like, no, Spencer. And it's not even like um, he didn't have the opportunity to. It's just that he was preoccupied sometimes with doing other things, like moving the ball, giving the, you know, setting up other people. And I, you know, get that he's trying to do that, run the offense as, you know, with the bench unit. But, like, you got to score, bro. Yeah. I, especially like some of those those long twos that he had, he basically had cut them out of his diet he lived off them shits in in Brooklyn like mm-hmm. he lived. like a couple more midis a game I know I, I, I want to see him I'm cool like brother whatever you do whatever he's gonna do to midis that are quote unquote bad shots I guarantee that shit's better than whatever Tim is gonna do right now I guarantee it let it go just yeah. let it go. And Especially if, if McKinley's going to play more, too. I feel yeah. like playing with Spencer, you know, let Spencer focus on the scoring and let somebody else do the, you know, setting up. Because I feel like, um, yeah, he's thinking a bit, little bit too much about setting others up right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I 100% agree. I, I need to see Spencer turn it up. If the efficiency dip, it's okay. But we don't got nobody else that can dribble. Get them shots up. Don't don't pass. Don't pass the wood. Don't pass none of them dudes. Let her fly. Um, okay, so you ready to argue? So just before we get into this debate slash argument, I have usually we do these freestyle arguments. Sometimes they seed in the group chat, but I actually look some stuff up. I'm prepared. I have numbers. I feel like I'm like kind of sneak attacking you with this I, I told you i was we was gonna bring this point but I, I didn't research though i didn't know it was a research type of thing but it's fine i, I, I know i know i know i know i know i'm not and for me this isn't even uh i'm trying to win the argument because it was i guess illustrative to me once i started looking like god damn anybody that's a max contract is gonna be making this much money like even because it's not just about the player we about to argue about, but it's for Christian. It's for anybody, like anybody in the NBA, like what these contracts are really about to look like in 18 months. It ain't even, this ain't even two, three years down the road. This is 18 months from now. So we about to, the, the topic for debate, it's been, what's funny is I don't think they're going to trade this guy because like they bought to be in the plan. Like they've low key got it together and him specifically has, he's really got it together as of late. It's, it's, it's our favorite light skin shooting guard, Zach Levine. So any, if y'all been listening to this for a while, y'all know I'm a Zach fan. I said he was better than Devin Booker, like less than a year ago. I was wild and I didn't believe it, but for the sake of my hot take, I want to say it. 
because I just I like him more than Devin Booker, even though I acknowledge Devin Booker is better than him. But I like Zach more. I just do. I like him as a player. I do. I am a fan. So there is some bias when I talk about him because I like him as a player. But one of the reasons why I like him as a player is from an offensive fit standpoint. What do what are what do we want for someone that's going to play with Luca? Someone that is really good off ball, mm-hmm. but if push come to shove, they can go get a bucket on their own, and they do not need Luca to do shit. Luca can do his thing where he's staying forty feet from the basket and just like stand there, and it's not going to impact what this other player got going on. I think it's underrated how good Jalen Brunson was in that situation to the point to where like. He truly didn't need Luca to do shit. Maybe that's one of the problems because he was maximized when Luca wasn't on the floor, didn't do shit, when he had the ball in his hand. That's probably the best version of him. Who knows? I won't argue about Jalen Brunson, but I think that's important for anybody. You're absolutely to- right, by the way. That's that's a point I always had tucked. I never expressed, but Continue. I mean, you you and Bibbs was on that train for a while. It, I didn't like it because I was like, Bron and Kyrie did their thing, and Jalen was a bootleg, a very, very weak, poor man's version of Kyrie, theoretically. But I got, I understand the point, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think Jalen Brunson could put up 21 and 6 alongside Luka like he's doing in New York. Mm-hmm. But he did put up like 21 and 4 in the playoffs. But well, I, a different, this different is, this style. Is Zach, this is Zach Levine. It's, it's, this is Zach Levine. Let's talk I, I, about Zach exactly, Levine. You're right. You're right. But <laughs> one more point. One more point. That's why it looks great in the playoffs because it's great in a half court setting. Not probably not great. Not over 82. He wouldn't average 21 six over 82. Yeah, you you're right. You're right. But and then in it's series, of course. Yeah, and then it's just like damn, that was proof of concept that that could exactly. Work. But you know, continue. I feel like I I I like how you're setting the stage. I like the scaffolding. <laughs> that was a cold line scaffolding <laughs> that was very illustrative i saw the vision but anyway he's a great off-ball scorer you know he literally in the last few years me and you i think we said who's the perfect fit of any player that could play with lucas like prime clay thompson right because clay thompson is a well, shit one of the best off-ball shooters in the history of basketball on volume and he can d up right so that that helps luca's weakness on both sides that amplifies what luca is good at on the offensive end and it obviously covers up luca's weaknesses on the defensive end i'm not about to cap zach can't guard he can't guard nobody but he's an elite off ball scorer and he's also historically been good in isolation it was a little down to start this year but over the last month or so like in the last month he has been frying. I'm talking like 24 night, 55, 45 splits. Like I, I get people were afraid about that knee and maybe it was an issue and maybe that's why he started slow, but that shit's over. He is, he's back. And low key, I know he's been complaining or whatever, but he is playing well. The Bulls have went from deep lottery to the play-in because he started playing well. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is I think Zach Levine would fit very, very well next to Luca. Now, I don't think they're going to trade him. And if they do trade him, I think the Mavs, uh, I think the Mavs package would get beat unless he says, I want to go to Dallas specifically. And even then with him having four years on the deal, 
I don't know if Chicago would listen to him. I really don't. I, I I think they would just be like, bro, we can the most we can for you. We can send you to LA. We're gonna send you somewhere good. I don't think any team would trade for like teams don't trade for superstars when they like, I don't want to be there. No one's signing up for misery for a dude that just really truly don't want to be there. So I know some people say, Well, like bring up Bradley Bill's no trade clause. But ain't nobody's paying Bradley Bill a quarter of a billion dollars if he just don't want to be there and going to be mopey. So I think that'd be the same thing with Zach. Um, I just don't think they would necessarily send him to just his one destination. The point I'm trying to say with all of this is I like the Zach Levine trade as a concept because, because of some of his flaws and some of his strengths, I think he would work next to Luca, and because of some of his flaws, I don't think the ticket's going to be Rudy Gobert. I don't even think the ticket's going to be Donovan Mitchell, just to be honest with you. So some of the, I guess, uh, cons, some of the things I've seen why people do not want Zach, they bring up his knees. Okay. He's had, he tore ACL, what, five, yeah, five years ago. And then he had a knee scope in the summer. Um, he basically just did maintenance stuff on it because he he technically injured the knee January of last year. I think he missed 13 games the back half of last season. And he was still good, but you could tell he wasn't Zach no more, right? He wasn't as productive as he was before the knee. He ended up having the scope in the summer, but he still don't really miss games. Um, in the last three years, he's missed less games than there's 15 dudes on all NBA team. He's played more games than six of them. Of the dudes who've played the most games in the all that have made the all NBA team is Jokic. The Joker, he's Iron Man. I think he went, what he played, 82 a couple years ago? Yeah, he played all 82 two years ago. His two, first MVP season. Yeah, like he, he he's the guy who's an all NBA player that just misses the least amount of games. Zach over the last three years has only missed like, I don't know, seven games a season less than the Joker. Over the last three seasons, he's played nine less games than Luca. And the crazy part, all like, you like, well, Luca caught the COVID, you know, he wasn't really out for injury, whatever, whatever. Like, I didn't dig into it. I didn't do the research to dig into it, but I do know he was on. I don't. I. I think he might have been an anti-vaxxer. I think he was late to the vaccine party because he got popped for uh, health and safety protocols three times. I think him and Brad Bill are the two players that have got popped for health and safety protocols the most. Like most players, is once or twice. I know he's up on three, and I think Zach. I think Brad is up to four. Hell, Brad got popped this year, low key. Um, Brad was like the one of the few, very few stars um, had to sit this year because of that. Brad had to sit what? He he had it this year. Brad, I, I don't know what's going on with him and his immune system. He yeah. Too many times. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say, maybe he's an anti-vaxxer. Maybe you can use that as a, I guess, a tipping point for why you don't want him. But that's a different conversation than missing games because of injury. So I don't think him being injury prone especially with his recent performance, he's played 34, 37 games this year, right? Like he's playing the games, he's trending up. It don't look like he's lost anything. So I don't believe that's a valid criticism of Zach Levine, uh, him being injury prone. I, I understand the fear, 
especially being a Mavs fan coming off KP. But A, Biggs, Biggs low-key don't play games like that anyway, even the quote-unquote healthy games. The only one that does it is Joker. I actually, I don't want to, you know, relitigate things, but I do think, I think people lose perspective because of expectations of KP. And I don't think people realize how many games bigs that have offensive usage miss. Even bigs that don't have offensive usage. It's just bigs miss games, bro. Run, jump bigs, bigs that play, that run and move side to side. They're not dudes that play 70 games a year, typically. That's a totally... And I know KP missed more games than that, but I think we over-blew the injuries on KP. That's just my opinion. I think I'm on an island with that, but I—I I, that is just an opinion I had. And I was ready for KP to go, but it, it wasn't even injury-related. It was... I don't think that dude liked Luca. I don't think he liked playing basketball with Luca. And he was his body language and all that. It was just time to move on, right? Um, with all that be, being said, as we get back to Zach Levine, I don't think he's I don't think he's injury prone. He's no injury more injury prone in my opinion than any other All Star. I, I don't. That's not even my opinion. That's like measurable. <laughs> that's something you can measure in games missed. It's funny. I I agree with you that I don't think he's injury prone. But it's funny how you really don't classify him as injury prone, but you classify Tim as injury prone. Eh, you're right. I'm being a hypocrite. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I, okay, okay. I, I didn't think you were going you're to right. like that. Okay. You're right. Yeah, like, hey, my only concern with Tim is, like, there's a player that played for the Lions that literally went from great player that I love, my guy, Amir Abdullah, and he got the same injury Tim got and was fucking cooked after. So that's just always, I'm biased on that. Like, I, I'm biased. Well, at least it looks like he's responding well. Like, he's even playing back-to-backs and stuff, so. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to play back-to-backs this quick, Tim. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I didn't either. I, I thought Tim would be low manager. Tim is back, and, like, mm-hmm. there's a, some of his explosives got a little bit taken off, but it ain't, like, a whole, whole lot. Like, Tim... Yeah. Tim breaking, but I don't think he breaking because he lost something. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I agree. Yeah, Zach's not injured from. I would agree with that. Yeah. Second is his contract. He got. He signed. This is the first year of a five-year, two hundred and fifteen million dollar contract. Two fifteen. That's a lot that's, of money, bro. That's a lot of money. That is forty-two million dollars a year on average. In the way it's structured, it started this year. I think he's making 37 and, you know, 8% raises. It goes up and up and up. I think the last year that deal, which is a player option, he made like $48 million. Um, That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. But you know what? Here's the thing that I don't think people realize. I haven't seen anybody report on it. I haven't seen anybody aggregate it. Nothing. Um, the CBA. I'm sorry, not the CBA, but the NBA salary cap is going up. It's going up every year. The summer of 2024, the C, uh, sorry, <clears throat> excuse me, the salary cap is projected to be $143 million, right? The salary cap right now, I think this year was like 120, 120-ish. I don't know the exact number, but it's like 120. So it's going up $23 million. So anybody that signs a max contract 
the summer of 2024 and moving forward, they are anyone that's been in the league for seven years. So would you agree that OG Ananobi is probably getting a max contract in two yeah. years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he, especially if he's making all defense, yeah, probably it or close to it. I don't even, even if, well, oh, I'll even, so actually well, I'm going to bring him up specifically. So if OG Ananobi doesn't make all defense, if he's just a max player, which I think he will be no matter where he's at, I don't know if he'll be a super max, but I don't think that's off the table. But we'll just we'll we'll just say the regular max. His contract will be five years, and because he will have hit the t- years of service, it'll be uh, five years. He has been in the league. Will will have been in the league seven years. So he's getting thirty percent of at least thirty percent of the one hundred and forty three million dollar cap. So the biggest contract, the regular old max that OG Ananobi is going to get, no super max, no no anything extra, that shit's going to start at $42.9 million. That's what it's going to start at, right? So if you take the, uh, like the five-year deal, he's going to sign a five-year $231 million in 18 months. And that's not just, you say, well, I don't think OG Ananobi is going to get that. I hear you. What all-star player is not getting a max in today's NBA? That's not old. You know what I'm saying? Like, any player mm-hmm. that's an all-star is getting I'm max on a rookie, yeah, and, a rookie deal. Yeah, and le- exactly. Unless you're on a rookie deal. And then when you're eligible, you sign a max or a super max contract, right? So what I'm trying to illustrate is with having this conversation is even someone that is like DeAndre, Aiden, he got 25% of the cap, right? So he got 25% of this cap. So he's making like 31 million. Two years from now, DeAndre Aiden, a DeAndre Aiden caliber player, is his contract is starting at 35.75. We just going to 36 million. If you times that by the full years and everything, that's five years. He's making 38.6 in 18 months. A DeAndre Ayton level player is making 38 million a year in 18 months. You look at Zach's contract, and I ain't saying so. Zach is, I think, making 42. I, I'm just pointing out that that sounds like an absurd amount of money, and it is. But that shit's going to be chump change. That's going to be about what DeAndre Ayton level players who sign max contracts. That's what they're going to be getting. Jalen Brown, that's the guy we lie to ourselves about that we might actually have a shot at, right? I think Jalen's going to make the all-star team. Do you agree? Oh, of course. Oh, I think Jalen is a guy right now. He's going to be all NBA. Yeah, he's averaging 27 on the one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I think okay. he's all NBA. So he's years of service, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be a Supermax guy, right? Just for perspective, Supermax for him is going to start at 35% of the cap, 50 million starting at first year, $50 million. He signed a full five year boy like Zach Levine and who else got it? Uh, I think Zach Levine, Brad Bill, Zach Levine ain't been in the league as long as Brad Bill. 
Zach Brad had been in the league, I think, 10 years. So that's why he got 250 and Zach only got 215. So that the equivalent supermax for Jalen Brown starts at 50 million. You go five years, 8% raises. Uh, Jalen Brown is signing a contract wherever he's at for $54 million a year, five for 270. So I'm just putting that in perspective, and I know Jalen Brown is better than Zach Levine. But in two years, he's going to be making like 12, 10, 11 million more per year than Zach Levine. And I'm just putting that, the reason why I'm throwing these numbers out there is any star, any dude that's like making the all-star game that ain't old, that ain't like a fluke all-star, they're going to be making Zach Levine money in 18 months. So when we talk about who ain't worth what, when we talk about who we don't want to trade for, I just want to, I'm just presenting those things for reasons why we should be open to Zach Levine, despite his contract, despite some of his knocks. Now, I know he don't guard anybody, but you know as well as I do that it's easier to hide perimeter defenders on a good defensive team, right? And we also know that the the defensive anchor big that we need. Like, bro, you can draft one of them dudes. You actually, I know we probably gonna have to trade a bunch of picks to get Zach or any other star, but you can't trade every pick, right? You literally cannot. The league won't let you. The rules won't let you trade all your picks. So there's going to be years where we're able to draft. And that Draymond Green, Bam Bayou type dude, like fucking Robert Williams, all them dudes is like, I mean, Bam was a lottery pick, but he was late lottery. You know what I'm saying? I think he was 14. Uh, Draymond was a second round pick. Um, Robert Williams was fucking in the 20s. Low key, pretty sure the Mavs had a pick that they either traded and they could have got Rob Williams. Actually, I know they did, if memory serves me correctly. So that type of player that we need, you can trade a bunch of shit to get Zach Levine or any other perimeter defender that ain't the best defender but still have the assets to acquire the defense anchoring big that we going to need to be able to hold up with Zach or fucking Jalen Brunson or anybody else that can't play defense next to Luca. And the reason why I bring it up in a perfect world. Yes, yes, yes. I would love the magical player that is great on catch and shoot can play defense, can get, 25 to 30 against playoff defense and guard. But you know what, man? If you don't draft one of them dudes, them dudes is usually available and they only available on high lottery picks and they ain't available for trade. So you go, I don't know who y'all think is about to come that's going to be much better and not going to have the warts than Zach Levine. That is my case for Zach Levine. I rest my case. Uh, I'm ready for your. Uh, uh, if I, I guess if I'm the prosecuting witness, you're the, I know if I'm the defense, you're the prosecutor for why we need to, we need to put the idea of trading for Zach in jail. I rest my case. Okay. So, I mean, you came really prepared. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't like prepare like that. Um, but <laughs> in my opinion, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here, right? And with Zach, like you said, I listen. I agree with a lot of what you said too. That's the the funny part. So it's not like oh, I um you know disagree with everything you're saying. Right. Um, especially on the part where there's no perfect player. Like you know, I know this. There's not gonna be a guy that just you know has it all, and you can just stick him next to Luke and then hey, you win a championship. Because I feel like that's how people 
are like looking at it. Like I feel like they they're thinking these doors are are winning the championship. Like you you don't just put Zach next to Luca and that's a chip. Like that's not gonna happen. You know you still have to yeah. build a team. And the reason why I'm apprehensive is because I do not, I am not confident in the Mavericks building a championship team around Luca and Zach Levine. <laughs> I, I don't think they can do it because um, one, I mean, the main thing is it's not really the talent because Zach, I feel like he'd play off Luca really well. Like we'd see extremely efficient stats from Zach. Like you know, he might not average a 28, 27. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I just know. Said it. I just said it out loud, and I was like, oh. Yeah, because I, 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 I don't know. Like, bro, I think he because he'd be really efficient. His looks would be, be crazy. But fucking naked. Like, yeah. And, and he's already shooting, four, like, he's shooting 44% on catch and shoot threes off fucking DeMar DeRozan. DeMar good, but he, this ain't. This is Luca fucking Doncic. Yeah, that's all I was like. Yeah, when I said it out loud, I was like, okay, okay. But regardless, I'm not talking stats here. My whole point is, I know the stats would be, you know, crazy. And yes, it's flawed. He doesn't guard, right? And I think when you have two, your two main guys don't guard. I think, um, you know, I, I won't overblow the defense when wins championships because I do believe that. However, um, my point is, you're gonna need to put more pieces around them. To, to get them over that hump. Um, and that hump is obviously winning our championship. Like, a Zach Levine, Luca duo, even with um, not the best cast, that's that's a, a second round team at, at, at lowest. Man, that, team is, that yeah. team is getting out the West this year. It's, well, yeah. as, long as, okay, the, as, long as, as long as the bigs is right. You, yeah. Maxi would have to come back. Yeah, right. But my whole point is it's still not getting you the ring, right? And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Like, I that's not all that matters. But if we're talking in the context of, oh, you know, Luca needs to show that he can win in Dallas. Winning in Dallas means winning a ring. It's not just, um, you know, winning a couple series. So if you're talking about the context of winning a ring, that's why my standards are a bit high, because um, it's it's hard to do that to get over that hump. You know, we've seen the Heat like they've come close. Like, you know in the recent years, like, conference finals, finals, like, they've been right there, but, you know, haven't been able to, you know, really do it, um, and, you know, Giannis, he finally did it, but, you know, hasn't been back, you know, um, and it's been one year, you know, but, um, still, you know what I mean, so I feel like it's hard, so looking at the context of Zach Levine, you know, you talk about his contract, right, and I was, um, I had concern about the contract, but because, you talk. You think about Mark Cuban. He's cheap. He's been cheap the last couple of years, right? And to win, we've always said you need to spend, and it's not just spending on max contracts, but you need to spend to get the high-end role players because that's what you need for the playoffs as well. Um, and role like, do you see the amount of money that role players are making these days? Like, role players are making a lot of fucking money. So that's why I'm like, okay, if if Luca is on his fat ass supermax. And Zach's on his fat ass supermax. Like, is he going to really have the money to spend or be willing to spend to get those high end pieces to put around him? Especially considering the fact that, okay, um, you're gonna need a lot of, you know, defense and a lot of you know, a lot of defense. You need always need shooting on a Luca team, so you're gonna need defense, shooting, which is expensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is is he going to be really be able to, you know, hold on to that fin- financial burden? and pay for a team that could win, right? And then you're looking at 
Okay, Luca's 23, but Zach's 27. It's not like Zach's some young guy. So, okay, you're thinking about his prime years. So, we buy right. we we buy in 28, 29 and 30. I don't really so let me be real clear. My case for Zach Levine, this trade is happening in the summer. This shit is not happening in season. So, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, in the yeah, summer. Yeah. So yeah. this is he will have four years. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 170 million on his deal. Um, and he has a player option on that last year. To me, no contract is bad when it's only one year. It's like it just that's just my oh opinion. his contract. I don't here's the thing, I don't even think his contract is like bad per se. Like when I talk about his contract, it's not even me saying, Oh, he has a horrible contract. Like Beal's contract I think is bad. Levine's yeah. I don't even think it's bad. I just think it's 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 in the context of Luca's already making his, but I mean I had asked the question and we can bring it up here too where um I wanted to know the distinction between like a Zach's contract and a Lucas contract, not just in the supermax sense, but like um, if there are certain contracts where, you know, if the salary cap goes up, you get a raise because yeah. you're making a percentage of the um, salary cap. Like Luca, he's his max is thirty five percent. So yeah. if salary cap goes up, he, his salary's going up. But some guys is it's fixed to like the um, current salary cap. Um, so if the cap does go up, they're not getting a raise because right. their money's just fixed. Right. So I thought Zach was um, the former, where he would get a raise if the salary cap went up, which is ex- especially why I was apprehensive. But I've been told that um, that is not the case. <laughs> um, well, well, technically that was true, but that number started this year. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like Ja Morant, his extension is a percent, but that number ain't in yet. Right, has actually I don't even know has John signed his joint yet? I don't. Uh, remember. he's signed, but it hasn't kicked in yet. It okay, in and it, because it hasn't kicked in, it's a percent. So technically, no one knows what his contract could be because the salary cap is not set. So whatever that percentage is when it kicks in, is what the number will be. So he is a percentage guy. Uh, Luca will be a percentage guy. Zach was technically a percentage guy, but that percent was based on this year's cap. So that bitch is set now. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes okay. sense. Okay, okay. So, um, and, and with that being said, your general fear is true because you know how we were just talking about that crazy money? Luca's getting it. Luca, they might make some new shit up to get Luca even more money. So, like, Luca's going in, let's see, Luca started his year. I think he's going to be able to sign an extension in three years. Mm-hmm. Luca's gonna get thirty-five or forty percent, whatever the CBA allows, of a deal of a salary cap after the TV money kicks in. Luca's literally gonna be making like sixty-five million, seventy million a year on the next deal when it kicks in. Exactly, like, it's gonna be absurd. Exactly, unless he's taking pay cuts to get you know he ain't doing that shit exactly so that's why i'm like okay you get this other fat ass supermax and so are you going to, is are you going to be able to get the guys that will help you get over the hump and it's not just guys that will help you a little bit um i'm talking about get over the hump <laughs> and is the within the time frame you're working with because again like i said zach is not it's not like he's 23 like lucas age where okay you can grow together like that's the difference between like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, like we're bringing up all these examples, but they've been 
they've been playing together for years. Like they were drafted to the same organization. Like they've been playing together. They've been playing. Years. They've been making deep playoff runs since Luca been in the league. Exactly. So they've been like some of these duels have been cooking together for years. Like you're seeing it. Like it's happening through the draft. Like you know you got John Morant. Like you have Desmond Bain and those guys, Jaron Jackson. They're um you know growing together. Like we don't have that guy. So anyone we we acquire. That's why I was trying to look at younger guys. Like a even a guy younger than Zach because he's not old. But you know because I know I wanted to because I believe whoever we get. Especially if we get we're getting them quickly, like if we're getting them within this off season, mm-hmm. I feel like um it has to be a younger guy because I don't believe. Not to say I not to say I don't think they're gonna build a championship while Luca's on this like, on this contract, but I don't think it it's happening within the first two years. So the guy you're getting has to be a guy that can you know, grow with him and and um. You know, it, it'll take a couple of years after, like, for them to get um set and for the team to get the pieces that they need. So with a Zach, you're working with basically pretty much the length of his contract. I mean, unless they're like super close to um get getting over the hump by the time the contract is, you know, contract negotiations come up and he's saying, you know, I want to stay here to get it done and you have an opportunity. It's just a retooling and you roll the dice again. That's fine. That could be the situation, um, but it could also be a where it's it's not working. You're not getting over the hump, and it's time for Zach to try to f- move on to either, you know, ring chase or get a bag or whatever you know he wants to do with his career. Um, yeah, that could be an outcome too, <laughs> or you could just be you know mid, just making deep playoff run. Or I shouldn't say mid, but you could just be you know that good team that makes the deep playoff, like kind of like the Heat. You know that good team you're making the deep playoff runs, but you're never getting over the hump. So I feel like those are the three scenarios that could happen when you look at um this situation, which is why for me, I think it's more likely that we're that middle situation where we're just a good team that doesn't get over the hump, especially if we gave up a shit ton of picks, so it's hard to kind of draft. Um, especially where I feel like even now, like we don't have our picks in the good years. Like next year's draft looks to be good in 2024, which not next year, the year, uh, the 2025 draft looks to be, um, oh no, 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 I'm getting it wrong. The 2024 draft looks to be okay. Um, but still we didn't have a pick in that 2021 draft. That was hella deep. Didn't have a pick in this, don't have a pick in this draft, which is really deep. Like ugh, it's annoying, but, um, that shit, that might be the situation in the future where we just don't have a pick in the um year where, there's a guy that we that would be great, you know what I'm saying? So and like you said, guy teams are keeping their dudes. Like they're drafting their dudes and they're keeping them. Yeah. So I think that's why I was always on a boat where I'm like, uh, I'd prefer like even if this off season, like unless it's like a like a no brainer where we're getting somebody for like the price is like <laughs> really nothing crazy and it's like really somebody. Like it's it's somebody that would at least even if they're not moving the needle to a championship. They're moving the needle where it's like, okay, you have this guy that they're a building block for what we're trying to build, right? Um, even if it's that, um, if that's the case, sure. But if that's not the case, I prefer them to hold off on this trading a shit ton of picks. I prefer them to draft a, a bit more. I mean, this offseason is whatever. We don't have a pick, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Hold off a little bit. Where, where I disagree, I just, because the way the rules are set up, I'm I don't I'm not going full boat. I'm not trading 
Like, I think this summer, once the Knicks pick conveys, they can trade three firsts and swaps. Unless it's a all-NBA guy, I'm not doing the swaps. I'll give you the three firsts. I'll give you matching expiring money. I'll give you Jade Hardy or Josh Green. But I'm not giving you the swaps, right? Because if I give you the swaps, you get in the Lakers situation. And I'm not well. There ain't a player that I think is going to be available that I'm doing that for because. But here's the thing. That's, that's, we need, before we can even talk about that, the market has to be reset because right now that, that's the price. I, I do, I do think the market is going to cool. I think we about to learn. Yeah, how. it has to, we got to see it because right I now that's what people are asking for. The yeah. And the swaps. <laughs> yeah. I think the market is going to cool. Like I think, and let me be clear. I don't think we'll get Zach Levine. I know I heard we're interested in him. But if Miles Turner don't sign this fucking extension, he's going to go for some shit that's going to pe- make people say, what? That's my opinion. I haven't read any reporting. But, you know, they just reported that shit, if he 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 might test the market. And if he's going to test the market, they're going to trade him for something. Because they literally have nothing to lose by... Oh, no. And if they said it, um, they're, the, in the initial reporting was that if if they can't agree to anything, they're moving him. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, moving him. they have so much uh, cap space, they could trade him for some shit and just say, yeah, come on back home, buddy. Like, dead ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they could do some shit where they, what was that? Who did that? Ricky Rubio? Uh, Cleveland did that with Ricky Rubio? Traded him, then re-signed him that summer? Yeah, traded him to... The- for Karis LeVert, they yeah. gave Karis LeVert, and then that summer he came right back. <laughs> came right back. Yeah, like, like that door, them trading him for something does not close the door. If he, they could even agree to do some grimy shit, like, hey, go, we ain't gonna win a championship this year. All right, man, so you don't trust us with the extension. All right, man, let's go see what you can get. And if you don't get what you want, this number that you didn't want to take will always be here for you to come back home. Because obviously, if they was going to give him the full boat max, they have enough cap space to do that. They cleared the space for uh, Aiden. But they obviously don't want to give that to him. That's probably what he like, hey, you motherfuckers about to give Aiden that, and my numbers is better than his, and I play better defense than him. I want the max from y'all. I might not need it from somebody else, but I need it from y'all because y'all just tried to get that shit to somebody else. Another center that I think I'm better than right now. And I don't know if he's crazy for feeling that way. I don't know if I agree, but I don't... Uh, I, if, I don't I, agree, but I don't but, think he's crazy for feeling yeah, that way. Yeah, he probably feels that way though, right? Yeah. So that's probably what the situation is. And he probably like... Like I feel like in that discussion, that's something people just leave out. Like, bro, they tried to sign another center to the max. And uh, this is why, to me, while we talk about Zach Levine, I think he's going to be obtainable in the next, by the trade deadline. For, I don't think it's going to take a lot because there's this is where the tamper needs to happen. If it's not here, wherever he goes, his agent is already knows if we get you, this is the number we're willing to give you. And that's what no one's giving up assets for somebody for three months. Full stop. Like, that's not really a thing unless you're like the Celtics and you're making one big push. You're the Celtics. You're the Bucks. You're a team on the cusp that has made a deep run and you feel like Miles Turner is going to put you over the top. 
because you just can't give up assets for a dude for three months unless you you feel like that dude is a difference between winning a championship unless you you know you give up assets for somebody you you feel pretty confident you're gonna be able to resign so i don't know man i, I hope i'm not gonna hold you sir what do you what do you think about getting him i i feel like we've talked about him a lot but we the situation has changed on him from injuries to play what, what you think let's say he's a say let's say it's a month from now right it's a month from now christian wood ain't taking an extension and indiana is like give us chris wood uh new york is cool with unprotecting that pick he's basically available for one first round pick chris wood and frank nilakina and but with that being said when you trade for him you got to give him 25 million for four years in the summer, you gotta give him a hundred M's. You doing that? Here's the thing: I don't think I want to give up a first round pick for Miles Turner. I feel like I tweeted that, and I know he's been playing since I tweeted that he's been playing much better. Uh-huh. But I'm sorry, I'm not trusting no contract year play. I learned my lesson with contract year play, like these dudes, and I'm not even saying that. Oh, he's not that. Like these yeah. dudes play out of their minds in their contract year and then they come back down to earth and his coming back down to earth it's not like i'm even saying he's a bum i'm just saying it'll make that money look a little funny <laughs> is all i'm saying so even with randall people use randall as an example he's been playing way up to his contract this season so you know last year might have just been a down year for him but i just feel like with with that like especially if i feel like christian wood his numbers are a little comparable to miles turner too yes miles is guarding but um, it's not it's not like he's like, like fucking um Hakeem Olajuwon, which is like <laughs> locking down. That that's not the case. No, so, uh, my man. I don't think. What's the fa- uh, Montrez Harrell gave him some fucking buckets. Exactly. Uh, what was Zubac, that? Three three hours three days ago. Zubach put thirty thirty on him. Like it's like it's really not. Um, I don't think there's a big gap between him and Seawood. So for us to be giving up a first, and I'm like, eh. You know, that's all I'm like, eh. I, I would prefer Miles Turner over Christian Wood. I would. Yeah, yeah. I. But I don't think I would prefer it that much where I'm exchanging a first to do Or not even exchanging or giving up a first to do it. I'm cool with a first if it's like a protected one. Like, there's the thing. The, Donnie Nelson's a fucking bum with protections. Like, the first we traded for KP being protected the way it is to where it locked up the fucking picks for in perpetuity is not the way first typically get traded. Even in super, even in, in, in when you trade for a guy that just tore his ACL, like that first should not have had the level of protections they had on it. Like most pick, like an example we use is like uh, Cleveland owes, uh, Cleveland owes Indiana their first this year for fucking uh Karis LeVert, right? But they still were able to uh trade for Donovan because of the protections wasn't goofy on that pick. Like if they didn't get that pick, it turned into some seconds. That's why they they picks one locked up so they can make that trade. I'm cool with doing a, a first that has like, hey, if you don't get that bitch in twenty twenty five, it's like lottery protected. I give you lottery protection for two years and then it turns into some seconds. Our shit's top 
Man, I think that the pick we owe New York this year, that bitch is like top 10 protected for like three years. Top 10 protected, yeah. For three years. So it locks up shit. It locks up shit until it conveyed. Like, I think the soonest pick we could trade if we don't cozy up to New York is like 2029 or 2028 or some shit. Maybe 27. I don't know. The bottom line 27, is 27, 27. Yeah, yeah we bottom, can't trade 25. That's that's what it is. Yeah, the, the bottom line is. Donnie Nelson is a bum, and if you don't do those type of protections, I give. I'm cool with giving him a first. I am. I am. A, a one that's a first for that is probably going to convey into just one single first to turn Christian Wood into Miles Turner, and uh, we have a basically an agreement because I don't even think he could get four years. I don't think his ex- max extension he could sign would be that big in season. You'd have to give that to him in the summer. I got to look well, it into would that. Be. No, it would be. But um, so you would give up. And I, I hate when people think about it this way, but that's just how I'm thinking about it right now. So you give up Boban, Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris, a first-round pick, no, no, no. another first-round pick, be, and be Christian speci- Wood from Miles Turner. Yes, and be very, very specific. The 2026, the 26 pick of the 2020 draft. Pick 26. Pick 26 and a lottery protected pick that can turn into some seconds. If okay, it's not if conveyed. It's lottery, it. yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, I yes, guess. I would. Yes, I would do that. Low key, if they made that trade in the summer, we'd be turning fucking backflips, flaws and all. If they would, bro, if they would have traded fucking pick 26. And a lottery protected twenty twenty five or whatever the first year we can legally oh, trade and that, mm, I'd, mm, in the moment in the moment I be I would be pissed at that I'm not gonna lie in the moment I would have bro because it's fucking twenty six my guy like twenty six I know but still that's still a first round pick I don't listen with the way how <laughs> these drafts are deep now I am not sneezing. At any pick from one to thirty four like what I said I'm not sneezing at. Any one to thirty-four, yes, I would love it. I would love it with the way how these um drafts are deep, and obviously, it's not like one to thirty-four. There's gonna be all studs and all that. There's gonna be some busts, but you know what I mean, you never know unless you have the pick. But I mean, regardless, I understand what you're trying to say, but I'm just saying. Um, I mean, in the moment, I would have said it's um too much, but I don't think it's too much, especially when you're um considering the the. It's just that I don't think. I just think Miles Turner, like this play, I'm very wary of his play right now. I always think he was a bit overrated. Like he was. We we went to it. We went. Man, I went on an epic rant about how I don't think he's that fucking good on the timeline. Shit, I think it was this time last year actually. It was because yeah, like he was. He dog. They defense fucking stunk last year. It stunk. It was horrible. I'm like, bro, this dude's supposed to be this great defensive anchor, and their defense is hot ass. And he ain't—he was bad at scoring. Like he—he he had that KP in him this year. Maybe it's a contract year. Like he's literally one of the best post-up players on a point per exactly, possession. Exactly, which is why standpoint like, in the league is actually great. But he's—he's young though. He is. Like he just—he just might have got be better. It, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be a disaster if we did it, but you know. Just off first glance, I just, you know, you know, but like I said, beggars can be choosers. And if it's a situation like that, fine, because especially because it's allowing us to pump the brakes on doing one, doing that all in move. Because this is another thing. I feel like 
us doing an all-in move now. The roster is so volatile and unbalanced. I feel like it'd be like doing that move like immediately in the offseason. I, I feel like it's it's working backwards, if that makes sense. Like I feel like we should No, no, I, I the this is my thing. The general idea of an all in move is repulsive to me right now because the team just ain't that good, right? However, this is just me speculating. Like, I don't, I just, there's people scoffing at Zach Levine at all. You know what I'm saying? That, that's that been my issue. People like just scoffing at the idea of having him on the team for like two first round picks. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about here? That's my issue. Like, if Zach Levine is available for two first round picks and matching salaries and even Jaden, like, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. I am. Because we don't even have. Oof. What if See, if it's two first round picks and that's a no brainer, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just that that won't. But be there's pe- there's <laughs> people that literally on the dime like I wouldn't trade one first round pick for Zach Levine. He has bad knees, and I'm like, okay, guys, y'all, this shit's getting out of hand here. And but I think I think three is gonna get it done. I think three. No, you're not gonna be able to send them any bad money. Actually. I'm not going to hold you, bro. I think, like, two and, like, Spencer Dem because they still, like, Chicago is not a tanking team. They're going to keep trying to win if they trade Zach. They're not burning that bitch down. But I feel like if they're still trying to win, Zach isn't the first person they're trading. I think Zach is the piece they try to keep. If he's still their young enough all-star who plays well with Lonzo, and if you still have... um believe that Lonzo is going because Lonzo is still under contract for like four years, right? If you I think I think team, he I think he got it was a four year deal. One of those years was last year. This year is year two or four. So it's two more years after this year. Yeah. So he's still coming back at some point. Or you have faith he's coming back. So he plays so you and plus his value is low anyway, so you're not selling him at his lowest. Mm. So you still I have agree, Lonzo, but it, but but if he has if he asks out, I don't know, man. No, if he asks out, that that's different. But for them to try to retool, saying, "Okay, this is not working. We need to move one of these core pieces because they're clearly not working together." I don't. My point is, I don't think Zach. Zach is not the first name. There is is the Rosen or Vucevic or one of them. One of the older guys first. They're gonna be looking at first before I feel like they move Zach. Um, one because Zach's like you said, and I I think the price, especially right now. I think later in his contract, I'll see you. You probably see the price go down, but not when he has four years left. I don't think. I don't think just three picks is getting it done. He he's so, gonna he, his, to not be honest. To, to be honest with you, left. his knees gonna have to act up again before it's even on the table. And then if his knee acts up again, then it's like, oh, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then they might be stuck with him. That's why I don't. It's. I don't know. I don't know, because honestly, he playing well. Like, if they just fucking are the, if they have the same season they had last year, they're not trading them. If they get to the fifth, sixth seed, mm-hmm. like quiet as kept, the Bulls have Mark. They, you can make an argument the Bulls are worse than Mark. Uh, the Bulls ownership is worse than Cuban. Like they print money and they never spend deep into the tax. Not under Michael Jordan, not under Derrick Rose, not under Jimmy Butler, not under this iteration. They do not spend deep into the tax. 
and they are one of the most profitable. Man, low key, I, I think it's the Lakers. I think it's the Warriors, Lakers, Knicks, and them. I think they're fourth in the entire NBA. And yeah, they don't, you're right. And they don't fucking spend it. They, they, bro, have you tried to, like, when I lived in Michigan and I, you know, I was going to see the Mavs in Chicago, this was 20 years ago. And I looked, shit, this year, I think they have the second or third highest tickets in the league. Like, they printing fucking money and they don't spend it. So, and they don't really tank either. So they just cool with, hey, show up to watch Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan be the fucking six seed. I truly, the only way I think they blow it up is if they high lottery. If they are just like the fifth, sixth seed, maybe playing, I don't think they blow that bitch up. I don't. I think they're going to keep it. And I didn't realize they uh they got Portland's pick. It's top 14 protected, but I could see Portland being the seventh seed and turning over the fucking, what is that? Was that the seventeenth pick, eighteenth mm-hmm. pick? Yeah, right I mean, around there. Yeah, so they gonna, you know, they give, I don't know, the the fourteenth pick to to Orlando, but then they got the fucking eighteenth pick coming from, uh, from Portland, and it's like, damn, that shit ain't really cooked like we thought it was. I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't think Zach Levine is going anywhere between, definitely not in the deadline, and I don't think he's, they're moving him in the offseason, so I just think that's why I'm like, for right now, the Mavs should try to build out, even if it's the margins of your team first, so that when you do make that all-in trade, you, okay, you have Luka, obviously, you have the guy you want to pair him with, okay, now what do you have left after you made that move, and how can you, you know, fill it in? I feel like with it not having any, the roster having no type of direction right now, with your core guys being older guys that are going to age out of your um, rotation and what you want to build in a few years, um, your young guys, you're trying to see how you can incorporate them. Like, I feel like you need to pick a direct, like, you know, pick a um, direction and structure you're going for first, especially with, you know, if you get better players, your packages look more enticing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just that's why I'm like I want them to draft a bit more, not even just to keep these guys. Like but now you, you say, have guys. When you, when you when you say draft more, like how long are we doing that for? Oh no, not long. But like like if it's a situation where, like like right now in this upcoming draft, we have a draft pick, right? Yeah. But if somebody at 27, 20, I think I picked twenty seven, twenty eight. 25 or something they want let's say it's pick 28 and that team obviously is a contender and reggie you know obviously if he picks up his shooting this year blah blah and obviously his money is is a team option um this year so he's going to be an expiring deal you know in the upcoming season let's say that team at 28 they would like red like Whoever is coming in the draft, they're not interested in waiting for that rookie to come play minutes on the team. They want the vet. I'm doing that. <laughs> like, yes, I. You know what I mean? Like, I'm. I'm doing that. Like, I uh, guess. But Reddy's aging out. Like, you're not winning. A, you're likely not winning a championship next year. So keeping this red, like Reggie, that's not. It's not that serious. So yeah, I'd. I'd turn Reggie if if it's a young guy to take a fire on to 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 help you with your long young talent pool. Yeah, that's, so that's kind of what I mean by draft more. Like, um, look to the draft for rotation players and or guys with high upside 
where you can either develop that or they could be intriguing pieces in any trades. It's like right now, Jenny Hardy, even Josh Green could be great sweeteners in trades, but it's like, one, obviously we don't want to let them go because we have no other young talent to, you know, um, fall back on or um, they're, they're like the only ones. And obviously we want to still see what they can do on our team. So I, I just think if we, because even if you look at the Porzingis trade that we made, like, we were able to make that trade to impart, um, I mean, there were obviously injury concerns with Porzingis, which is why the price was a bit lower than what people thought, but we had a young guy that was still intriguing with potential in Dennis Smith Jr., mm-hmm. you know, to give away. Right now, we don't have, like, we don't have that piece, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have that young headlining guy, like, that you can... In, like, we don't even have, like, right now, the Pistons are shopping Sadiq Bay, right? We don't have a Sadiq, like, no disrespect to Josh Green, because I do believe Josh's will be better than Sadiq Bay. But, um, but still, that's a sexier name in, in the sense of, you know, talent and potential. So, we don't even have, like, that type of bookie, <laughs> you know, in terms of, like, a headlining um guy that you could take a flyer on to give us somebody, you know, great. So, that's why I'm like, eh, drop, like, Look to the draft, be creative with the draft. You know what I mean? Like, look for it as avenues to not only get better, but also um, position yourself for the future, too. No, and I, I feel you. I do think we need to draft. My, uh, I think what I just like, this is what I say. Uh, our brother Bibbs is saying the championship team needs to be built in three years. I disagree. I think the team that takes the court, the 2024-2025 season, needs it. So we got two off seasons, in my opinion. So I just look at that and I say, okay, we're that's only one draft pick away before it's time to shit or get off the pot. And because right, obviously we're giving our pick to New York, so we're talking about one pick that we can't trade anyway. So that's where I just disagree uh, in general. So like the 2024 draft pick, is probably going to, we can't trade it anyway unless we trade it the night of the draft. So it's it's highly likely uh, we're taking a player that year, right? Maybe they trade the night of the draft, but the all-in trade can't be, like they got to draft a player and, I, and then I guess maybe you could trade his rights and then you could trade 25, 27, 29, I don't want to even get into that, but the point I'm trying to make, I don't think we got time to draft. I just don't. Like, if if you want to sign, like, the Lonnie Walkers of the world for $6 million and that, and, like, let that be another avenue, like, I guess, uh, shoot for dudes that was drafted lottery and try to uh, do career rehab here, I'm cool with that. But I'm, I don't think, I think there's one player by the time it's time to contend for a championship, the only dudes is going that we have drafted or first round draft picks that will play with Luca is Josh Green, maybe in the 2024 pick. I don't think any of those other picks. I, I just think they're gonna they gonna go for it. And I think you have to. You can't keep playing with Luca like this. Like you you just can't. Like you can't especially when 
dudes will come available for shit we got and we just sitting here saying hey keep trying with spencer dinwiddie and tim hardaway jr that that shit's not gonna work bro especially like a year like i think i mean but that's the thing i'm not advocating for them to keep the guys that they have (laughs) you know what i mean like get other dudes but i don't feel like i feel like there's still a uh, uh, an area that no one's talking about that they could be like you can get better guys and see where that takes you for right now like I feel like doing that in the meantime could show you signs even if it's 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 a little bit of false you know false not hope but like you know kind of along those lines it's still showing some semblance of progress and you can use that to buy time to actually get you know maybe a better guy you know at the end of the day because i feel like some of these teams like like you're seeing it more often than not that's what i'm saying like you're seeing these teams they make these and i don't even want to just say all in moves um but they make these huge swings and they regret it it's not even like they regret it like five years down the line because obviously no one can know in that case you know what i mean like you know when picks convey like oh this pick was traded five four years ago and it's the pick that turned into like jason tatum like that type of shit like you know what i mean like you can't predict that but like some teams are in, like you know minnesota just did their shit bro immediately feeling it <laughs> um you know Man, uh, Atlanta just did this. Shit. hey so, dude i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off uh i was just gonna say bro i didn't know like none of these dudes is playing tonight for Ooh. the pelicans nobody's playing for the pelicans bro like none of their top guys the whole knew, starting I, lineup is out except for herb I knew Nance was out. I knew B.I. was out. I knew Zion was out. But they really just don't give a fuck. They're resting. I mean, they're on a back-to-back, so it's like... Yeah, yeah it's okay. a back... And I know people are like, oh, my God, math screwed. They're going to beat the shit out of these boys tonight. That's they, what I they, feel like. They have to have some pride. Luca, the gap between Luca, And I know we've lost games like this already, I know. But the gap between Luca and the next best player out there is crazy. Like, I won't have it. I won't hear it. I don't care who's missing for us, too. And yeah. I don't care that we oh, don't they, play They're going to they right? beat the shit out of them. And like, it's not like we're, it's like, again, Spencer Dinwiddie, Christian Wood, these are guys com- comparable to their best players that are playing too. So it's not even just Luca. Spencer and Wood, they're comparable to who? Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, I mean, Dyson Dan. Come, stop, stop playing with me. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was nervous about this game when I thought like uh, CJ was still playing and stuff. C, CJ was still playing and yeah. I thought Nance, Nance, Nance yeah. might play. Valentunas might not play. Well, that's uh, to be honest with you, Valentunas playing help us because Christian Wood is gonna go for like thirty and ten, and Valentunas play. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, regardless. Like, like he's going. But he's doing that on Jackson Hayes anyway too. Yeah, so but okay. he wasn't doing that shit on Larry Nance. That's why well, he wasn't I was, doing it on Larry Nance. At yeah, all. so yeah. that's why I was like, if Nance play, even with Zion and be out, that shit might fuck up the program. But it's like. If it's Valentunas out there with no Nance, no CJ, like, we're going to beat the shit out of them. This is, like, it's going to be bad. Yeah, it's what their big rotation. Jackson Hayes, Willie Hernan Gomez going to play. Yeah. Especially if Valentunas out. They got one. P- like, low-key, I tweeted, I tweeted out we was going to beat the shit out of them when I didn't even realize the wall was out. People like, this ain't what happened last time. Like, respectfully, y'all. Yeah, I got to understand why certain players, even with their best players out, certain players are going to give us problems. And the guys they got that's going to give us problems, I don't think I, I don't I, I, we're going to beat the shit out of them. It'll be okay, guys. Trust me. 
I, I, I could be wrong, but if we lose, they got no type of pride. Just that this would be the worst loss of the season. If I'm gonna keep it one hundred with you. We lose this, and I'm oof. It's the no, worst loss of the here, season. Here's the thing. It makes me. It, that's true, but a lot. One loss is one loss, man. So it's kind of hard for this. Is not college football. It's where just you need I know, but it's just the settings. Like I know, you already I know, lost but, under but, this but, circumstance once. Exceeding implications. You have your best player play. They're coming into your house after you went to their house, and they were talking. They were also were talking in the person, like just everything surrounding it. If you lose, that's just no type of pride, bro. I know. I one hundred percent. Unless if it's, it's like a game winner or something, it's like you're doing some bullshit. It's like I, I just bro. know the fucking hot takes would come in if we lost, and I'm just not. Yeah, I'm the last. I'm. I'm not super ne- positive guy. We are not at all, but. Motherfuckers be overreacting. Like the overreact this season. You see, you see, we lost to the Celtics. There we're not a real team. It's like motherfuckers one game. Calm down. Calm down, please. Please calm down. The Celtics, yeah, the Celtics loss didn't even bother me too much. It didn't like, bother okay. me at all. Like no, the, no, I no, saw no. that as a very plausible possibility. Yeah, like fam, as soon as I saw Luca put up a brick, I was like, cut this shit out. Like this shit's over. Like it, let, let's just be real. He, uh, everyone mad at Reggie Bullock. Lord knows I was. Spencer let me down. Tim was Tim. But none of that shit, if Luca ain't got it, none of that shit they had going on matters. We was getting fucking cooked, is my point. Like, it's just, just calm down. We don't have to, we, we don't got to make it more than what it is, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Oh, and even if we lose tonight, which I don't think we are, it's one game. Like, like I said, the fucking Milwaukee Bucks got who they the Hornets got they shit they head beating by the Hornets. Like, we are the best team in the NBA has four more wins than we do. We alright, y'all. And I'm not fucking super. I'm the last person you call optimistic. It's just the reality of the parody in the West right now in the league as a whole. It's like. Luca good, and that's enough to be alright. <laughs> Until Luca is not good or hurt, I'm not stressing about too much of this shit. Because as long as we got him, we got a chance. Best yeah. motherfucker on earth, and that's it. I think before we get out of here, man, Kurt said this in the group chat, and I don't even think he was serious. He was just talking shit. But he's like the mass fail up. And it's so true. This team should not be this close to. If we win tonight, we are a game back of the three seed. This team does not deserve that. This front office does not deserve that. They don't. They don't. But because of shit going on in the West, other teams getting hurt, they fell. They this off season was a failure, and it's not gonna impact them the way it should because Luca good, and it just. As a fan, it's like, I don't know how to feel about it. Because <laughs> on one hand, I don't want to watch some bum-ass team. I want the Mavs to get the fucking two or three seed. I want them to have home court. I want them to win a playoff series. But on the other hand, like, the Mavs front office dick eaters and the Mavs, and just whether you dick eat or not, it's like, damn, they are the fucking third or fourth seed. If that happens and we win a playoff series, I mean, how can you, you can't shit on what, you can't shit on the results of, of what happened. 
it's going to be hard to do it if they fucking finish with the third seed. It's going to be hard to do it, SJ. Even if they the fourth seed again, it's going to be hard to do it. And that feels crazy to say. What do you think? Am I am I crazy fulfilling this way? No, I mean it's it's there. It's it's why you it, it's funny because as a fan, like we we talked about the Houston Rockets earlier, how they are about to have the third like on pace to have the you know worst record third year in a row. Yeah. As a their fans are miserable. Like yeah. they have the t- like I follow. Um, quite a few Rockets fans for some reason. I, don't know. I just follow a lot of people, but um, they are miserable. Like they are miserable. Like yeah. they, it's so, bad. It's a hard watch. Like I'm not trying to be funny. It's a bad watch. And that that one where we came back and beat them, like I kind of felt bad. I was happy I to get the bad. win, I but was it was like, this is generational <laughs> thing. I was like, this is so bad. I I did feel bad too because I'm like, damn, you can really just if you. Just play competent basketball for two minutes. You could like really. Yes, yes. <laughs> you straight, if you can put together four fucking minutes of competent basketball against them, you will take a twenty point six. What was it sixteen point lead? You will race yeah. that bitch and win the game. Not even a whole quarter. Four minutes. Yeah, like you could blow them out like just like that. Like <laughs> we score away. Was it like twenty twenty something to like seven? deficit in like four minutes or something like that it was like i I don't know i just know that lead went so fast and they truly they had no fucking answers like zero zero yeah so my point is like we're talking about oh tank blow it up and tank like be careful what you wish for like tanking is hard to watch like even when the maps are bad the our tanking years like i was barely watching maps games that year like i was watching the games but i was not locked into the games (laughs) like that was not like that i was i wasn't doing that um like bad bass like i'm quick like the game that, that i'm sorry to say i did not i barely watched the second half of that game against boston um not even because i was upset that they were losing or whatever because i watched the whole first half we were pretty much losing most of the first half um but and you know it wasn't like it was frustrating to watch obviously we we're losing but it wasn't even like i was mad it's just that you know things came up in the second half i was like listen they're getting their backbone now I don't really need to see this and I turned it off and I you know did other things so I feel like um with you know with just with the how the game's being played and tanking teams like we you really don't want that like I know we say it all the time but we really don't want that so with no, that being no. said no I'm, I'm just saying I'm grateful that we are like even though I'm frustrated at Mark Cuban keeps in, you know, the front office and all of them, they keep getting bailed out um, by Luca Good, basically. Yeah. But it's nice to watch at yeah. the end of the day. I, I, I do want us to win. I, I'm right there with you. And the Luca Good plan is kind of insane because he was already a top three, four player in the league, maybe top two, however you felt. And I truly believe he's the best player in the league because. Like, fam, this team is not that good, bro. They not. The only thing, this roster got worse. He just got better. That's fucking insane when he was already good, as good as he was. He just, he was good from day one. And just that alone, just coming, hitting the, getting better and hitting the ground running. One fucking guy. He's the best guy. Literally, like, bro, they about to fail up. We about to be the third or fourth seed if don't nothing crazy happen. And it's just because he's fucking the best player on earth. It, it's it's insane, bro. 
that it's insane how good one player can literally you can get a, like you know how I brought up the Bulls like it's, it's some Michael Jordan shit the Bulls were not a good franchise they not still where they weren't when Michael Jordan was there not really like they drafted Scottie Pippen at fuck he was a high lottery pick like shout out to him shout out to y'all for getting a hall of famer with like the fifth fucking pick shout out to y'all but they drafted Michael, they drafted Scotty, and they ran that shit to the ground to six championships, and they did shit since. And it's like it's kind of like that with with here. It's they don't. Need, I don't even think we have to put together this mastermind team to win a championship because Luca is so fucking good. He's just that good. It's really insane. Like you can get if they. I know you want to draft. Let's say we get who's somebody that like popped real big all-star level in the last three or four years that was picked like in the 20s uh 20s hmm. okay let's Jared Allen was what 17 right um fuck man it? I say it Rob Williams we get Rob, Rob fucking Williams, yeah. Williams. he ain't even yeah. you get Rob Williams without the knee injuries because he didn't fall because of the injuries he fell because he was late to everything. There was off court shit with him. Yeah, yeah. You just get the equivalent of healthy Rob Williams with our twenty twenty four pick. Dog, I think that's enough. You get that mm-hmm. and like get OG was like what twenty five. Yeah, 25. You, you. Yeah, you get that, bro. They gonna win a. They will win a fucking championship with just that. Just hitting on one, turning one pick in the twenties and Luca, and you can fuck up so much. And you just Luca's so good. You just get one of those things right that is within your control and all the fucking fuck-ups they've made will go away because they will he's so good man i'm not a luca groupie i know i'm coming off as that the last couple weeks but dog i'm 40 years old i've been watching basketball is the one thing i've been obsessed with my whole life i've seen a lot of great players i'm telling y'all some of y'all young in y'all 20s this motherfucker is amazing even for people who've seen other greats like dog i remember that Bill Simmons statement, Luca and some guys is 50 wins. And I thought it was true, but he pulled that shit off with these guys? Jesus. But I'm going to quit gassing Luca. He he get enough praise from the fan base. I think we got to be measured, but he it's just, it's nuts, SJ. It, it really is, man. That motherfucker good. And I know he be whining. I, I hate his body language, but that motherfucker good. Um, you got anything else you want to say? Get off your chest. No, sir. Dog, we this went damn near two hours. Okay. Um, thank y'all for listening to another episode of Twenty One Going On Seventy Seven. We will talk to y'all probably next week. I got a busy week next week, so I don't think y'all getting a midweek pod. But we will talk to y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>